0: Welcome back to growinginhisword.com and Growing in His Word podcast. All you listeners, God bless you guys and thank you for tuning in again this week. This week we're going to talk about John, John chapter 4. We're going to talk about John uh, John chapter 4, how Jesus was witnessing to to the woman at the well. And we talked about last week how the Spirit of God is not measured and that the Holy Spirit cannot be measured and the Holy Spirit cannot be trapped in a box but the Holy Spirit can be with you always because Jesus loves you and he has a plan and the plan is to receive his Holy Spirit in his love Christ is witnessing to his disciples but he's saying look go out and share the gifts that I'm about to give you and these gifts are so unique and and these gifts of God are are radical and one of these gifts is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you may think, oh, here comes a Pentecostal. No, man, we're not here to, we're not here to, to jab it and, and crack it down your throat. Listen, Jesus is talking about receiving His Spirit. Last week, we talked about how you cannot measure His Spirit. And, and we talked about that. And people have a void in their heart. And John, in the book of John, chapter 4, we're going to see how Christ witnesses to the woman at the well. And and you're going to think to yourself, well, this is radical. Well, it's going to be rad. So as we study John chapter 4, we, we want to pray. Listen, we want to ask the Holy Spirit to intercede in this sermon so that he may get the glory and not a man on a pulpit. Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. We ask that you, Lord Jesus, come before us, Father. Holy Spirit, work in this unique radical uh sermon that you've created father lord i i i thank you lord for showing up every time father because i'm just a man lord but you are a man with a plan father and you lord jesus are going to speak to us about how our sins can be forgiven father and we thank you for that so lord show up father remove me out of the way father and by your holy spirit come jesus amen welcome back to growing in his word the void was, was in her heart. The sins are going to be shifted away. And Jesus is going to show her how using a place of worship is only on one mountain. And that's his mountain. That's everywhere we look, church, listeners, podcast, podcast note takers. John chapter 4 is awesome, man. And it says, therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, and I want you to go to verse 2. It says, Where though Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples. Now, stop right there in chapter, in, in, in verse 2. And don't go to verse 3 yet, because we want to go on to where it says, Therefore, on verse 1. Therefore, it's because it's referring to the reader back in, in chapter 3, in verse 22. Because Christ's success in winning disciples Basically, it created a jealousy among among uh, John's followers and provoked questions among the Pharisees. So, since Jesus didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to be engaged into that controversy over baptism, uh, that minute his ministry it left off in Judea, right there in Galilean. and that's the radical part. So, we're going to leave that spot and we're going to go right into verse three, where it says he left Judea and he departed again. To Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he's walking, man. He's walking through and he's, he's tired. He's getting, his feet are getting tired. And you're thinking, how can Jesus get tired? He's God. We all get tired. But Jesus was 100% God and 100% human. We get tired. Listen, we get tired of the drama. We get tired of the problems. And we get tired in our life. We get tired sometimes walking with Christ. We feel like, hey, are we the only ones like Ananias? And Jesus is saying, no, you're not the only one. And here he's going to meet this woman that's going to be fetching water. And he's going to talk to her. And it's going to be radical. Watch. This story relates to so many many of us, but this story is going to be radical. You guys ready? I'm excited. (laughs) I love it, man. This is one of my favorite parts of the Bible because it's radical and it's filled with awesome nuggets. You guys ready? Let's begin. So he came to a city of Samaria. Listen to this. He came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sakhar. It's near the plot of, of ground. That Jacob gave to his son Joseph now Jacob's well was there and Jesus therefore being weary tired from his journey sat thus by the whale it was about the sixth hour and verse 7 says a woman of Samaria came to draw water and Jesus said to her give me a drink for his disciples had gone away into the city to go buy food man they're they're out there ready to go buy food they're buying the food, getting lunch ready. They're excited, man. They just baptized a lot of people. They're on fire. The Lord's working. And then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me? A Samaritan woman. For Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. Because the Samaritans were basically, they were a different sect of Judaism. And so Samarians were were, were in that region, but they were they had nothing to do with other Judaism, they believed, they believed that basically uh, the Samaritans were adherents of the Samaritanism. Okay, so it was a religion closely related to Judaism, and Samaritans believed that their worship, which is based on the Samaritan Pentateuch, is the true religion of the ancient Israelites, and that was before the Babylon captivity. So there was animosity and beef between those Jews and the other Jews. You get it? So, uh, you know, basically, Jude, they were basically in the Babylonian captivity and the Samaritans believed that Mount Gerzim was the original holy place of Israel from the time that Joshua conquered Canaan. And so now Jesus is sitting there and he's tripping out, man. He's sitting there and she don't even know, but this is the radical part. And so she he says... So the so verse 7 says a woman of Samaria came to draw water and Jesus said to her give me a drink for his disciples had gone into the city to buy food Then the woman of Samaria said to him listen to this this is important how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me a Samaritan woman for Jews have no dealing with Samaritans but Jesus answered and said to her if you knew the gift of God and who it was and who is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Man, he's saying to her, listen, you know who you're sitting with? (laughs) She don't even know who she's sitting with. Believers, check this out. You guys know who you're seated with? Jesus, he's living in you. I get so many emails about, man, what do I do tomorrow? I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to this and that. Jesus is sitting with you, man. He's sitting with the woman. The woman said to him, Sir, you're going to... The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. Where then do you get get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? As well as his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again but whoever drinks of the water that i shall give him will never thirst but the water that i shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life eternal salvation listen jesus is telling her do you want eternal salvation do you have that void in your heart and she did she had a void in her heart and check this out we're going to get into this void the woman said to him sir Give me this water, that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. But Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said. I have no husband, for you have had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. Here he is. He's, he's now cracking open her personal life. Wow. He's now saying, this is what you are. I know what you are. I know why I'm here. And you know why I'm here. Listen, the void is about to get filled. She's about to shift away her sins, using the place of worship to get him to focus on something else. She's trying to use her tricks. And Jesus is saying, you're not going to use your tricks here. Because the trick is, is I'm Jesus Christ, and I came here to die for you. It's gonna get radical. Listen. The water is talking about eternal life. Romans 6.23. Jesus is gonna tell her, look. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet, man, because you're in she's in his he's in her head. And now here comes the shifting. Our fathers worshiped. On this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Here comes a dispute. Here comes the throw off. You ever talk to somebody, and they're they're trying to talk to you, a salesman, and you're asking them about that certain car or whatever it is, and they try to throw you off? She's trying to throw them off. She's trying to push Jesus off the topic. And the topic is sin. The wager of sin equals death. The Bible says that Jesus doesn't condemn us to hell. We choose hell ourselves by not receiving Jesus Christ. We're talking spiritual now. Jesus is talking spiritual now. Listen, he's talking about the Holy Spirit and he's talking about about how the Holy Spirit can intervene in her life. She doesn't understand the spiritual matters. It's coming. Here it comes. He's exposing and she's trying to deserve. I mean, she's trying to divert the, the sin away from Jesus. How many women and men try to di- to divert their sins away from Jesus? How many? How many people are at the well? Oh well, not me. Yeah, you're there. We're there. She's trying to divert the well, the attention away from her sins. And she's trying to say that our fathers worshipped on this mountain and for the Jews that in Jerusalem and, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem in the place where one on one ought to worship," Jesus said to her. "Listen to this in verse twenty-one, woman. Believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father." Period. He's saying, he's saying, nice try, nice try. Go divert your sins somewhere else. That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> he's saying, nice try, rookie. He's saying. I'm going to be worshiped everywhere when I die on the cross. She don't get it yet. We get it because we're living in the we're living in 2020. She don't get it. Now he's going to talk about even something better. Listen to this. We're going to get into some nice good nuggets today. Jesus said to her woman, believe me. The hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know. Here we are, three in one, capital W-E. We know, three in one, that we again, three in one, worship for salvation is of the Jews. But that, okay, so... But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. Listen, God is the Spirit, and we need to worship Him in Spirit and truth. God's not limited by time and space, you see. But when people are born of the Spirit, they can commune with God anywhere. And that's what He's saying. When you receive me, it doesn't matter where you're at. You can worship me anywhere. You may think, oh, I don't have to go to church anymore. I can just worship Jesus right here in my car. You can, but God says not to forsake the gathering. Here he's talking about the woman's sins. You see? It says that that for the father is seeking such to worship him. That's what it says. True worshippers will worship the Father in, in the Spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. He wants us to worship Him. But God is Spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and in truth. Listen, the woman said to Him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ, and when He comes, He will tell us all things. And verse 26 says, Jesus said to her, I am who speak to you Am He.'" <laughs> it's crazy. This is gonna get heated up. Listen, I want you guys to take your Bibles. <laughs> you love this. She's standing before God, and she's like, she don't even <laughs> She's like, What? Look, check this out, man. They were waiting for Jesus. They were waiting for the Mashiach. They were waiting for him to come. You guys turn to your Bibles to, to John chapter 8. And it says, But Jesus went to the mountain. Of olives, It's a beautiful place. I actually used to pick olives up there. And verse 2 says, Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees, once again, brought to him a woman caught in adultery. They, they, They were like, we got one, we got one. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? See, they were trying to test him. That they might have something of which to accuse him. You know, to accuse Jesus. But Jesus stooped down and he wrote on the ground with his fingers as though he did not even hear him. He was probably writing their sins down. Like you slept with her that one night. You slept with her this night. But verse 7, it does, the Bible doesn't say that. But verse 7 says, So when they continued to ask him, he raised himself up and said to him, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard him being convicted by their conscience went out, and by one by one, beginning with the oldest, even the last, and the woman standing in the midst, boom, she was right there alone. And when Jesus has raised, had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, He said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? He exposed their sin and they left. They ran away. He exposed their sins and they booked. They said, We don't want nothing to do with this, man. This guy's smart. (laughs) He just showed us in the dirt what we did. Verse 11 says, And she said, no, no one, Lord. Nobody's here to accuse me. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He's talking about habitually sinning against him. Listen, Jesus was talking to the woman. He's telling her, where are your accusers? The woman said, the woman said in verse 25 to him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us things. And Jesus said to her, I am who... Speak to you. I am he. And at this point, his disciples came and they marveled. They were like laughing. They, <laughs> that he talked with the woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? Or oh, why are you talking with her? Because listen, Jesus Christ is exposed to her sins. He's saying that you have a void in your heart. You know what he's saying to her? I'm going to tell you what he's saying to her. He's saying to her, listen, he's saying, you don't have to sleep with man to man to man to cover your void. There's so many men and women today sleeping around with men and women. They sleep with a man to feel better because there's a void in their heart. They never had a father. Well, Jesus is saying, hey, woman, marry me. I can be your God. Have a personal relationship with me. He's telling the woman to receive me. Receive my Holy Spirit. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and you will never ever thirst again. Jesus is talking to the woman and telling her, Listen, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. He wants to give you living water. Listen, believers. He wants to give you living water. He wants to send you living water. He's telling her, I have living water. But they don't understand. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Listen to this verse. It's important because 1 Corinthians talks about now concerning spiritual gifts. Brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, there are there's differences of ministries, but the same Lord, and, and this is the Holy Spirit Jesus is telling her, we don't have to run away, we don't have to fill our voids through men, we don't have to lie to God. Jesus is saying, "Forget about that mountain. Forget about that mountain. Forget about that Baptist church and forget about that Pentecostal church. Forget about that Christian church." He's saying, "We're all together." I mean, are not all together unbiblically, but we're we're brothers and sisters. I mean, if the Word of God doesn't line up, don't stay at that church. But he's saying we don't need that mountain. You don't need that mountain. You know, I I am the mountain. And believers need to understand this. Husbands need to forgive their wives. Jesus is here to claim deity. Listen, no takers. Number one, Jesus is here to claim deity. Number two, he's here to be glorified. This chapter is about forgiveness, his love and his mercy and his Holy Spirit and how he can work in your wives, how he can work in you. Do you have a problem with your wife? You feel that she's, are you insecure? You can't trust in the Lord? Jesus is saying, surrender to me. Give her to me. God's saying, don't worry about the past. Don't let Satan rob your future. Because when you focus on the past, it'll rob your future. He's exposing sin, he's not condemning it. He's, he's, he's exposing and he's convicting. If your heart's convicted, he's here to say I forgive you. You can sin and, and you can sin and be forgiven. Oh no, you're giving, not habitually. We're sinners by birth. Jesus is saying when you sin, ask for forgiveness. Go and sin no more. He's talking about habitually. You can't just plan out a prostitution and then go lay down it. no, Jesus is saying you're forgiven. And he's saying, I will will come to you. It doesn't matter if you're a Samaritan. It doesn't matter if you're a Nigerian. And it doesn't matter if you're a Jamaican. He's in love with you. He wants to spend, uh, have a personal relationship with you. So many believers, they they say, Pastor Joseph, listen, my husband this, he was this, and I was, forgive him. Seven times 70, Jesus said. Why can't? Because you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. It's the Holy Spirit in us that allows us to forgive. That is the key. So many people teach the Bible, but they don't teach the power of forgiveness in the Holy Spirit. Wives, husbands, listen. Jesus is talking to you right now. He's saying, you don't have to lay down at night and condemn your wife anymore. Okay, She, she blew it. And you don't blow it when you go to the park and look at women when they're walking their dogs? Jesus said, if you looked at them, you've lusted. Stop it. Show some grace. Show some mercy. You can't control your husband. Men, you can't control your wives. It's not control. Jesus is in control. And he's saying, stop. Stop it. Come to me, all you who thirst. Are you thirsty? Because really, if you were if you were really a, a true believer, you would receive this message and this Holy Spirit. Jesus Holy Spirit, and you would apply it. Well, I've never heard it. Well, you have now. So now you're held accountable. Jesus Christ came to those who were thirsty. I don't want to go any further. I want to stop right here on this verse. It's too much. It's too many nuggets. Jesus is sitting there. The people are waiting for him. They're waiting for a Messiah. They know He knows it. He takes a shortcut and bam, he's there. He sees the, the woman at the well. She's hurting. She's covered her life uh, through men. She's filled her void through men and men and men and men and men. You see in, in chapter 8 where Jesus forgave the, the harlot when he wanted to throw stones. Well, Jesus is telling your husbands, Today, put your stones in your pocket and walk away. If your wife cheated on you, leave it alone. Why would you dig for another rock and smack her in the head with it? That's just like saying Jesus Christ cannot forgive. You're saying that Jesus cannot forgive. Well, you don't understand. You don't understand, Joseph. She slept with these men. But she asked for forgiveness. What What, what can we do? Kick her to the curb. Well, I can. The Bible says I can. But she asks for forgiveness. Love covers a multitude of sins, man. You have children? Well, oh, that's a good thing to do. Kick your wife out and your children have no mother. Wife, so, okay, yeah, kick him out. He's a cheater. You know, if he's asked for forgiveness, forgive him. Jesus said, forgive, forgive and Forget. He's doing it again He keeps doing it again And it's habitual Then you boot him Or you boot her There's no fruit There's no fruit of the spirit Then she's a harlot that just doesn't want to get help Pray for her But you don't have to live with her Separate I'm going to sue you, I did that No, you can't sue me I have nothing This ministry is free Like Jesus it's about Jesus and what we do with his love and his mercy. Sue yourself. Jesus says, I'm here for you. Women, I love you. Will you stop and marry me? Will you stop and have a relationship with me? I have forgiven you. You don't have to live man to man anymore. That void, my void, can be filled in your heart through my love. Pick up the word of God. Read me, Jesus says. Read me and I will will live in you. Men, Jesus is talking to you right now. He's saying, forgive your wives. You don't have to live like this anymore. At work, wondering if your wife's on the phone with another man. Stop it. Forget it. Take her to church. Love her. She's a sinner. Jesus forgave her. He can forgive you. Jesus is saying, receive the gift of God, his Holy Spirit. If you receive the gift of God, he won't go to bed angry. She's a cheater. You won't feel that way. She won't feel that way. And Jesus is telling her. The woman said to him, remember in verse 11, Sir, You have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? (sighs) Wow. Eternal life. Eternal life is, is worth more than condemning our wives and our husbands. The Holy Spirit is here for you. Believers, listen to me. Please listen to me. I've counseled so many marriages. Do you know how many marriages I have counseled? And do you know how many marriages don't really have the Holy Spirit working in their life? Many. Do you know how many churches preach the Word of God, but they don't preach about God's Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit? Jesus loves you guys. He wants you to have that gift, the Holy Spirit. It's for eternity. Listen, the well is deep. Our sins are deep, but God can forgive us. And see, Christ is able to forgive let's not shift our sins away from God let's shift them to him let's shift our sins on Jesus Christ and let him take them and let's live in peace let's live in love let's go home now and say Jesus has forgiven me I don't have to worry anymore I don't have to go to work and, 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 and think what my wife's doing behind my back that's between her and God I just want to live for the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to live in me. Amen. Amen. We don't need hatred between each other. Jesus loves us. And he, and he calls us to repent. The woman was caught in idolatry in John chapter 8. And Jesus forgave her. And Jesus says, I forgive you. This chapter is awesome. And we go on and we talk about Jesus said to her, I I." I Listen to this in verse 26. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Bam, he called himself God. And we end with verse 27 and we say, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, for this day. We ask that you bless this time. Oh, Lord, we we know there are so many nuggets, Father, but today we say, if you want to know Jesus, this is what we say to the women and men right now who are listening. Do you want to know Jesus? Do you want to stop fighting? Do you want to stop quarreling at night before you go to sleep? Jesus is saying, I'll forgive you. Receive the gift. Receive the gift of my Holy Spirit and I'll forgive you. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Father, we pray that you put upon their hearts right now that you, you uh, that they receive you and that they don't condemn each other anymore and that they go, wow, today's a new day. We just got married to Jesus and it's, it's been, you know, whatever it may be. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Father, you can do that for them. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you guys just received the Holy Spirit, log on to growinginhisword.com. Click on study materials and and it's there. It's all there. It's all going to be there for you. You know, Jesus loves you guys. and, and, And I love you too. If you have any emails, questions, email us. I'll email you back. May God bless you. Until next week, thank you for logging on to Growing In His Word podcast.